Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Well, thank you everyone for joining us this week on another episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. And this week, Gary and Guy are joined by David Braithwaite, financial planner, speaker, and coach to entrepreneurs within the Strategic Coach Programme. And so David's here to talk today about the importance of coaching. I'm going to hand over to you, Guy, to kick things off. Yeah, thank you, Georgia. And David, welcome and thank you for joining us. My pleasure. No problem at all. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hi, Guy. Hi, David. How are we doing on the cricket, Gary? The IPL, yeah, pretty good. Mark Stoinis has just hit a six. <laughs> for those who know Mark Stoinis, he's, he's an Australian cricketer. <laughs> so Gary, Gary, Gary has, um, as well as doing the podcast, he, he always has several other things going on at the same time just to keep his uh, manic mind occupied, don't you? I think that's the right word, manic <laughs> mind. Excellent. Okay, well, listen, we're here today to talk about the importance of coaching. When when I was thinking about the topic, you know, David sprang to mind because he's been both, he has been coached and he, he you know, this is where Gary and I met David actually was on a coaching program called Strategic Coach. You will have heard us mention it about it many times before on the podcast. He's now a coach at Strategic Coach. So I think he's really well placed to, to talk about the various nuances Certainly for me, it took me, oh, I don't know how many years of, of being in business on, on my own before I actually took, took the plunge. I'm thinking probably six or seven years actually running my own business before I realized that I was putting everyone else before me in terms of coaching and other things, I think. And I wasn't developing myself. I was learning stuff as you go along, but actual formal coaching, I uh, hadn't done anything. So I got introduced to strategic coach through a friend of mine, Simon Booth. Uh, I went to um, a talk by Pauletta uh, at Mir Golf Club in, in, in Nutsford, and I really got it straight away and I could see how it would help me. So I literally signed up there and then. And, you know, honestly, uh, one of the best things I've ever done really has helped shape my thinking and shape the way that I've run all my businesses, and 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 also the way that I I do things now. Uh, it's had quite a you know an impact on my life. So, you know, from my perspective, I can clearly recommend not just strategic coach, but coaching in general to to everybody here. So yeah, that's me. So David, you know, welcome again, and yeah, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on on the subject. Similar to you, actually, I was running a business and pottering along quite well. But at the same time, the bigger that you grow, the more frustrated I was becoming because I started up with the business. And, and when you first set something up, I had that excitement, that spark of, wow, I've got my own business and isn't this great? And I'm making my parents proud and here we go. And, and then suddenly you start hitting various sort of walls and ceilings and you, you're getting a bit confused. And to my mind, the way I put it is I lost my mojo. I, I, was, I do financial planning as a living. So I was the person in my financial planning practice that was paying the most out of all of the people that he was looking after into his pension, because to me, it was my escape. I couldn't wait to stop and retire. And my way around that was pay as much as I can to the pension and I'm done. And that wasn't why I set up in business. I didn't want it for that. I wanted to have all the control. I wanted to have all the time over where I took my free time. I wanted to determine what clients I want to work with, how I want to work with them. And very soon it became a treadmill that was getting faster and faster and faster. So much like you, Guy, I, I came along to a presentation, had a look at it a few times, actually. I didn't just go along the once and sign up like you did. 
I think I was hanging around. I've actually got a cassette tape and it's got Dan Sullivan on the back of it with dark hair. So that's how old it is. And it's a proper <laughs> actual cassette. You remember you used to get the scene? Yeah. It was one of those. Have you actually still got a cassette player to play it on, David? No, that's all long gone, unfortunately. But that was how I found out about the programme. And lots of it, I thought, that makes sense. And people around me I knew were doing coaching as well. And it was, maybe I should look at this. And it sort of dawned on me a little bit that when I was never that greatly educated at school, I never did sort of advanced qualifications or university or anything like that. I scraped through and left with very little in terms of qualifications. And I'd got to where I'd got pretty much by accident. And I think a lot of people maybe start in business by accident because they don't fit in where they are and they think they can do it better. So for me, it was about wanting to do it on my own. But it was all those things that don't teach you at school. It was how to run a business. How do you manage a team? How do you grow a business? What happens if this happens? All those sort of questions, and the bigger that you get, the more complex and frequent those things crop up. I needed a helping hand. But I think it also takes some bravery to actually step over that threshold and go, yeah, I need some help here. I can't just do it on my own. A lot of people do. But it was I wanted to try and shortcut things. I'm a very quick start type chap, so I I wanted to get to the solutions really, really quickly. And instead of finding out by making my own mistakes, then why not learn by other people's? So from my point of view, it was a natural progression. And interestingly, I'm just back from Devon. And I wanted to, I see these people on paddle boards all out in the estuaries and there's paddle boarders around the river near where I am. And you probably have all tried it and done it. I know Georgia, I think that you know Georgia, she does it. It's great. But I want to learn how to paddle board. So I bought a book to lesson. So for the three of us, we actually booked a lesson in paddleboarding. Now, why is that relevant? Well, I want to find out how to stand on the board, where to stand on the board, how to get on. What happens if you fall off? What do you do? How do I actually hold the oar the right way around? All these sort of things, which I could have learned by just falling on it, trying it out and so on. But what I did was get in the lessons was actually learn from my mistakes. This is how you do it. And as a result, I had a much more pleasurable experience of the actual bodyboard, uh, paddleboarding. I only fell in twice when I could have probably fallen in a lot more. So from that point of view, it's like coaching. So we would happily take on a coach to maybe learn paddleboarding. You might have a PT in your gym. But the business thing that you have, the biggest thing that provides you the income and the money, and actually is you're going to spend an awful lot of your time within, somehow, why wouldn't you have a coach? It just makes logical sense to me. So I wanted to get to where I want to be faster, and with the support of people around me, and not to be such an accidental entrepreneur, but be an entrepreneur by design, and actually go, well, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to be. And I remember when I set up in business originally, you you come up with a business plan because you you, know, you may have to show the bank, you may show your friends, you need to have to show people a business plan. And then once you set your business up, it can slip away a bit, and then you think, well, I had that plan once, and where's that gone? So we can start losing sight of goals, ambitions, where we want to be, where we want to get to. And for me, what coaching did was kind of realign everything and focus everything, get rid of some of the fog, but also find myself in a community where I was supported. Because as entrepreneurs, especially when you build a team, you have people beneath you, so to speak, and they can come to you. Your staff and your team members can all come to you and say, hey, Guy, hey, Gary, I'm stuck on this. What should I do? And you are there to catch them and pick them up and help them on their way when they fall. Who does the entrepreneur go to? Because we're the ones heading up the businesses here. We're the visionaries, for want of a better word. But actually, 
we need a space that's safe for us to go around like-minded people so that we can get inspired by those people, get insights of our business with those other people, and get shown how to do things in a better way. So I love the whole education and you learn things and you come away thinking, I don't want to do this differently now. It's all the things I should have taught you at school but didn't. You know, it's, it's those practical skills to do with your business. And that's why I, I, was, I started actually coaching. And then they asked me to be a coach because I, I, I seem to get a handle of it and I don't mind presenting. And that was where I found myself actually coaching. So I'm now on the other side of the fence as well as still being coached in terms of delivering that value to other people. And I want as many people to see the light as well, because it's a great space to be in, as you both mentioned. It's a really good place to be. And I think you say, we'll come back to the the coaching side in a minute. I'm really interested to hear about, you know, the difference and, 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 and how you kind of view people now and whether you see all the traits that you had in the people you're coaching and, and all that kind of good stuff. But, I mean, you know, just to, to add, I'm, you know, I'm sure – Gary will jump in with his view in a second as well. But, you know, for me, I, I, a lot of the things you mentioned, all the traits you mentioned uh, early in the, the conversation then, um, I absolutely, uh, totally relate to. I think there's one thing that you, you mentioned pretty much everything that I think I would have wanted to discuss. But there was, there's one thing also I think that, that coaching does. It takes you out of the business yeah. for a day or two. You know, we we travel all the way to Toronto now, so actually it takes us out of the business for probably the best part of a week, really. In reality, by the time we've travelled there, travelled back, and had a, a couple of days um, in in Toronto, and that that in itself has tremendous value, I think, because it it takes you out of the business, gives you time to think away from the day to day activity, which never normally happens when you. Uh, when you're running the business on a day-to-day basis. It also allows you, as you've mentioned, to to socialize ideas, vent frustrations, discuss you know concepts with people who are in a similar position to you and and get their yeah. get their feedback from people that aren't in your business on a day-to-day basis. And and really just kind of it almost resets. And the other thing I've found is that I don't know why, but I get really creative when I'm on coach. And I can't explain it. You know, I come up with more ideas over those few days than than I can do during a, a month or two uh, in the business itself. And, you know, it, it's a very kind of creative atmosphere and it just gets you thinking. So, you know, um, Dan Sullivan, our coach, could be standing up there talking about something and all of a sudden you get an idea in your head and actually, usually it's nothing related to what he's talking about. <laughs> but I don't know what it is, but something's going on in your subconscious that gets you thinking about the business and, and ideas and things you could do. And I always come back with a long list of, of, of points that I want to look at. And, you know, uh, you know, I remember one of my colleagues, Pete Everson, uh, I come back from coach and, and he'd be like, well, you know, <laughs> show me a list of, uh, of, of ideas that you, you've got. And is it all like someone sprinkled fairy dust all over you again? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of, uh, it became, became a bit of a thing and, and and honestly when you get back some of the ideas you kind of dismiss immediately because you know that they, they, they were in that moment and probably are, are not realistic but I guarantee you there's three or four ideas every time I come back from coach that I actually followed through with and they made a difference to the business I just find it an incredibly inspiring creative and useful space and, and getting away really helps with that 100% yeah, and it, I feel exactly the same way. And when you go away there, and, and I think sometimes to go faster, you've got to slow down. 
And it's just giving you, I think what we can be is, and you see this a lot when you go to, whether it's a conference or a networking event or wherever it is in a group for people, and people always say, how are you doing? It's always, yeah, really busy, busy. Everyone's so busy. And actually, really? I mean, it's, it's a good thing to be busy, but sometimes it's not because I was, this might sound silly, but when, uh, if I'm pulling into a really busy multi-story car park and I've got to try and reverse park the car into a parking space, I turn the music down because I need to kind of focus a little bit on what I'm doing. And sometimes you need to get rid of the noise, but having that chance where you're not in the environment of the day-to-day grind of your business and actually just having a, that bit of peace and quiet and that it could be the plane trip over there. It could be something that just somebody says to you in the room that you just go, that's a great idea. And I, like you, I've had some of the best ideas that I've had, not necessarily relating directly to what the coach has said, although a lot's come from that. It's the conversations in the room. It's the people that you go, this is a community of people like me. I found the place where I can be myself and I'm happy to be around here. And there's no competition. No one's trying to outdo the other person that's there. Everyone is there to go, well, I know somebody that might be able to help you with that. It's a it's a 100% contributory group where everybody wants to get more out by putting more in. And that's quite rare, I find, in a lot of, in a lot of cases, because a lot of it's all very competitive otherwise. But that isn't competitive. It's not that at all. People are naturally gifted and wanting to help. And it just gives you confidence. But just taking a step back away from your business and just allowing a bit of quiet lets all the ideas bubble up that were always probably there already. So I think when you go to sleep, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, something's just waking you up. It was there. It's just you've had that peace and quiet, let it bubble up. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. It's just sometimes to slow down to go faster. And it's, it's invaluable. I've got an insight, <laughs> a go really on. good insight. I think I might be the smartest one in the room. Because <laughs> I went to college. Well, you, well, if you went to college, you definitely are. Because I never yeah. got that far by a long chalk. I did a Mickey Mouse degree called Sports Studies, but nevertheless, I went to college. See, the fact, <laughs> it's the, the first the, the time f- in my career. The fact you call it college, Gary, actually shows shows oh, how long ago that was. <laughs> well, it was called. It was called. I made you laugh. It was called West Sussex Institute of Higher Education. Wishy. Or wishy-washy, as they used to uh, call it. It's now called now called Chichester University. Wow. Anyway, I'm being facetious. But, Two, but couple you're of right, things though. I'd like to share. One is I love the paddleboard example because that that is a really good example of coaching in business, isn't it? You know, there's lots of other people can help you, and I think that's what a coach does. I like the word safe space because it is a safe space for you to the entrepreneur does need that safe space because as you say. People always turn to you. You're the leader. So you're always giving advice, direction, vision, energy. My God, you need time yourself to uh, think, oh, my God, am I really right on this strategy? Is it? Am I going the right direction? And to have somebody else, either a coach or a mentor, to help you is, is really quite powerful. And I think my, my story with Dan Sullivan, who is an inspiration to all of us, was that the first day I went, he said to me, because I was desperate to speak to him, I signed up within about 10 minutes. <laughs> Poor Anne, she she got to check uh, the card machine out. So I signed up because I just it was just me. Anyway, Dan, I went to talk to him afterwards, and he was um, you know very sage like. But the one thing he said that really got me because at the time I was running around like an executive does, an idiot, no time for myself, blah blah blah. And he said, "The more time off you have, Gary, the more money you'll make and more successful you'll be." And I'm like, it was like a it was like a lead, you know, it was like. What the hell is he talking about? More time off. I've got to work harder. 
I would do 18 hours a day, not bloody 16. And actually, as I've been with the program for uh, a decade or more now, that is so true. And you've talked about it, touched on it, about giving yourself time to think, plan, strategize, whether it's a week in Toronto or at a coaching session. And I think every executive needs that time. Slow down, think, plan, and then go back with a plan into your business with absolute clarity uh, once you've had a bit of time out to discuss with your coach. That would be my... It's so true. The hard bit is that that's that's probably the strangest concept now, having seen it, you were asking me earlier on about how it is now from the side of the fence where I'm coaching. That's probably the strangest component to get across of free time. Yeah. Because they're almost thinking, well, if I want to make twice as much, I've got to work twice as hard to make twice the widgets and therefore I've doubled my income. No, it's not about that at all. But when you say to people, right, you need to take some free time off and actually to be better, you're more creative. And I've just come back off holiday. I was buzzing when I get back in the office. I was like, actually, I'm on it. But I had a call with somebody just after the first call I had when I came back from Devon the other day. They said, what's up with you? You've got, you've got some real sass in you. And I was like, really? He went, yeah, yeah, you're really wide. I went, I've just had a holiday. And it was yeah. because I'd had a break. But when I'm coaching the free time concept, I say, well, if you need to, blame me for taking free time. Say, so, well, David and coaches told me to take this free time. If that's what you need to do, I'm giving you permission to take time out. And they go, okay, I kind of get it now. But it's only when they try it and they think, actually, this does work. And it's like when you, if you, it was like when you go on holiday. If you're going to go on holiday and you've got the Friday to get everything wrapped up before you flying away on a Saturday or whatever, how much stuff you get done on that Friday? You know, when you're focused enough to do yeah. that, so then you yeah. leave your holiday and you're all. But otherwise, you're always if you're always on duty, you always think, "Well, I can do that tomorrow. That'll always wait." So you're never stopped. But actually, having free time forces you to stop, and actually, you'll get all the work done before you stop anyway. You will. It's just why drag it out. You I think, it you, know, you know, my, my view, and it'd be interesting to get your view on this, is that I think entrepreneurs are particularly wired that way. So their mind is always going. Holiday gives them a, a, a distraction. And therefore, their, their brain is subconsciously going all the time. When they get back to the work, wow, as you've all both said, you, you're going. But I don't think everybody's wired that way. No. I think... I agree, actually. I mean, it, it, I don't know about whether it's the same with you guys, but it takes me normally three or four days of going yeah. away before my brain settled down and I start really appreciating the the, the holiday yes. itself and and stop thinking about work related stuff. Yeah, yeah, does me as be. well. Does me as yeah. well. And the trick is as well is when you go, you got this. Everyone's got these so called smartphones. Yeah, if you don't turn those things off, they will keep following you around. And they I will. always say that the phone is there for the caller's convenience, not yours. Yeah. And it's the same with emails. They're emailing you. You don't have to respond. Leave no, it. I agree. I, I used to have a text system. So the uh, executives who are left behind, if it was urgent, they'd text me because I won't look at anything else. Hmm. Absolutely right. That is a killer, isn't it? An absolute killer, that is. Otherwise, you're never off. And and no no one benefits from partial attention. So if you're there, especially with your family or something, you're there with them and and suddenly your text is going or you've got the phone going and you're distracted Mm -hmm. and you've just missed something with your son or your daughter or something, it's just not – you need to be with people or not, you know. Present. Otherwise, no partial attention. It doesn't work. Agreed. So, you know, standing on the other side, and Gary, I know you, you know, you do – you know, some mentoring and coaching. We all mentor now, actually, but 
you know, you guys actually do coaching, you know, what, what is it like on the other side? What, you know, what, what kind of observations do you have? I'd be really interested to hear that. Are you asking me as a sort of chairman of coaching CEO sort of thing or? Yeah, or, why not? And, and David in terms of coaching, well, I, I, uh, you know, a class my, of people. One observation that was interesting, I'm interested to hear David's view of this, but I always, a coach, it was described to me once, is, is someone who asks a lot of questions and shouldn't really ever give an answer. You know, that you are on occasion, but generally you're asking the executive or whatever to come up with the answer. And so therefore I would never describe myself as a coach. Because if I if I know what the answer is, I'm gonna share <laughs> share my view. So I would describe myself, or I have been described as a mentor with. And I really, really get a lot from it. Uh coaching CEOs and helping them on their journey, because I've got quite a lot of scars, business scars come up a strange way. I've got a lot to share, so I really enjoy get huge satisfaction of seeing somebody grow and helping them. And it's easy, actually. I find it really easy because they are, as we've said, their noses to the grindstone. They're very close to the action. And I come along and have a coffee and ask different questions, and I find it really easy. That's and, just my view. And and you know, one of the things I th- think I've learned is that we, I've paid for other people right throughout my career to 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 be trained and then late in the day I started to look at my own kind of training but I think I also now am very aware that when I'm setting up a company or I'm advising like you say as a, a mentor to 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 people within the company we always talk about culture and set, setting up a culture of continual kind of learning and you know, providing training for the team, not just the team though, also the entrepreneur, which is really important. So it's absolutely changed my view on the importance of training, not just for other people, but for the leadership. And I, you know, that's something I'm going to carry through the rest of my life. And everybody that I deal with, I'll be talking to about it. Yeah, it is invaluable, and I think that the whole value of coaching is is often underestimated. People think they can do it better without them. I don't believe that you can. What I notice is the people that I'm coaching is, first of all, I sort of, I can see me in them because I started over 12 years ago, I think, with it. And I remember, I can still feel, I'm very high in empathy. I can still feel what they're thinking when you're coaching. You can see these sort of bewildered faces going, that's different. But when they come back after session one to session two and session three, and you say, what difference, what's happened as a result of you being here? And you hear the fact that I took a free day for the first time ever and I left yes. my phone at home. Yeah. Those little things, and it is about business, but at the same time it isn't. It's those little differences that you make just because someone's told you about doing something differently. And I'm just the voice for strategic coach. I'm coaching their materials, not me per se. But when you see what difference and the impact it has in their lives, and I'm on various WhatsApp groups, all the groups that I'm coaching, and, and there's some really active people in there, and they're happy to share they want to tell about what they've gone through and how they're finding things and the breakthroughs that they're having that they want to celebrate with the group as well. So it isn't just bringing problems. It's a place that actually you can feel free to celebrate because often it's also hard for us to pat ourselves on the back sometimes and go, actually, you know, we're not doing badly here. Yeah, so You can celebrate as well. So it's a positive community of people that you can be around where everybody's wanting and willing you to succeed and the support and the backup is there to actually do it as well. Fantastic. You know, let's let's think about wrapping up here so sort of a, a last point maybe maybe Gary to start with I think I couldn't recommend highly enough a strategic coach or b getting a coach I mean you do it in every other walk of life sport 
you've got to do it in business just to help yourself. And that, yeah, paddle boarding. You, <laughs> you, and I think a coach can be a non-exec, non-exec chairman or, or non-exec. You know, it, it doesn't have to be uh, labelled as a coach. It's somebody outside of your organisation that looks at things in a different way. And the, and the final point is they've got to have been there and done it for me. They've got to have the respect, you know, in terms of uh, they're a successful entrepreneur or whatever it is, because if they haven't, then it's a bit challenging. It's not as credible. No. David? For me, I think actually recognising and asking for help is a brave move, but it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually that you want to improve. But for some people, they go, well, actually, I'm this rugged person. I can do this. No, it's actually just admitting and and saying, look, I I could do better if I had a bit of support and help, and, and let's do that, and being open minded to actually have those changes. But also when you are being coached is, is do what they're, do what they're there to do, whether you're being mentored, whether you're being coached, is listen because they're also becoming your accountability partner. So you need to face them again and say, yeah, I did or didn't do that is also vital. But it, I think if anything in business, it, you never know quite where your breakthrough or your next things can come from. And I see that, that we're on a journey here as entrepreneurs. We're on a journey and using a boat analogy, if you want to, or the paddleboard, is like if you're going to go somewhere, just having the little tiny course corrections will get you there faster, more efficiently, and more enjoyably. So why wouldn't you have a coach that's there to help and support you along the way? And just slow down to go faster is so important. Just take that moment just to sit and focus and think about your business, because often you won't. Otherwise, you're too busy in it and not thinking about it and designing it, because otherwise you just keep on, you know, you're listening to the podcast here for a reason. You can probably recognize some things. If you have recognized something in here, there's a fair sign that you probably need to be perhaps having a chat with a mentor or a coach yourself. Excellent. Well, I think our, our time is up. David, thank you so much for your insight. Really interesting. And Gary, as always, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone. David, just before you go, where can people find you if they'd like to follow up? Uh, they can find me on all sorts of things. Basically, just Google me. They will find me all sorts of places. But at Citrus David on Twitter and Citrus Financial on Instagram, and we're on Facebook. We can, if people want to find me, they can. Thank you, David. And remember to come back next week for the next episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website ehe.capital for further insights and to join the EHE community.